Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Pakistan Cricket Podcast. Episode 8. Coaching, Surrey and County Cricket with Azhar Mahmood and Jonathan Norman. So this podcast is split into two parts. First, I had the pleasure of speaking to Azhar Mahmood, the former Pakistani all-rounder and bowling coach, for a few minutes on his coaching philosophy. This interview was recorded on March 9th. In the second part, I got to speak to Talk Sports cricket editor and Surrey cricket fan Jonathan Norman about Pakistani players playing for Surrey over the years as well as Azhar Mahmood's coaching reputation at the county. Uh, thanks, uh, Azhar, uh, for agreeing to talk a little bit more uh, about coaching. I had a few questions for you. I know you're in a rush, so I'll keep it quick. Um, you know, and before we get into uh, you know, your experiences and your ideas about coaching, I was wondering if I could ask you about your perspective on the changes taking place in Pakistan's domestic cricket. You know, there are big changes taking place. On the one hand, you have the emergence of the PSL, uh, which you are also a part of, um, and on the other hand, we have these—we've uh, had the big structural change in uh, domestic cricket. Um, so, how do you view the potential impact of these changes in Pakistan cricket in the long run, as uh, a former player and now a coach? Look, Pakistan cricket is always uh, based on uh, two trophies, which is one is Kajazan Trophy, association played that you know, like cities play mm-hmm. those cricket, and the other thing is department cricket, and department cricket produce, I think, almost Pakistan cricket produced by mm-hmm. department mm-hmm. cricket. Yes, when you say structure change, so it's a big loss for the players because mm-hmm. not just because the player who are in 30 or 35, for example, and they got a permanent job in, in somewhere in department, they mm-hmm. lose their livelihood in that. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of, lot of players are saying this system is not good for Pakistan cricket. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But, you know, like what they are trying to do, mm-hmm. six teams, I think six teams is way less in Pakistan. If they have the 10 teams, for example, mm-hmm. 10 teams, or if they can go back to 
for example, those uh, departments, which is banks and, you know, airlines and all those. So, okay, why don't you have this team and mm-hmm. sponsor this team? So work mm-hmm. together with those guys. That might help for Pakistan in the future. Because mm-hmm. now PCB is spending all the money on those six mm-hmm. six teams. And it's always been the case. And department cricket is always invest money in Pakistan cricket. So now they... So if you go now and say, okay, so you can have a Lahore team, for example, to any Habib Bank, they don't have the interest of that. You know, so if they were want to go out or if they don't want to play first-class cricket, so at least they have some kind of cricket for those departments so where, where young guys can go and earn their living and have the job or, you know, get some money to pay their bills. So that's where I understand, you know, a lot of uh, old young cricketers or old cricketers, you know, uh, are against the system. But mm-hmm. having said that, I personally, if you're asking me for Pakistan, I personally like that mm-hmm. only if we have the 10 teams mm-hmm. and and second 11, under 19, under 15 and mm-hmm. grassroots level, which they want to do that. If they want to have just six teams, that's not going to help Pakistan. Mm-hmm. If they have the same system, like for example, county system, you know, like Surrey County have a second teams, you know, under 19, under 15, mm-hmm. grassroots level. And that's where you t- identify the talent and that's talent step by step coming into yeah. the team. And then these guys get paid, get scholarship, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where, you know, like people are losing their job. You'll say, okay, at least, you know, coming next generation will get something out of it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. They will have the contract and all those things. So that's where I think that system is good. When you have the quality cricket within 10 teams of mm-hmm. now, now six teams, let's talk about six teams. But, you know, you have to have the backing for that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, like it's 20... Uh, 20 million, more than 20.2 million people live in Pakistan and, you know, majority of the players are playing. And then you're talking about six teams. So six teams mean, you know, you got a 20 player in one team, for example. So you're talking about 240 players. Yeah, that's that's right. No, no, 120. 120 players. Okay. So For such a big population, population, yeah. Big population. That's what I'm saying. You know, if you have, okay. So yes, you want the first class cricket to be the level of international cricket, yes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you have to have, you know, various layers various layers to get to that level. Okay, people will have see, they earn that to get and yeah. play first class cricket and international cricket. So you have become elite 120 player in the country. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying, you know, and then the PSL, you're talking about the PSL. You know, PSL, I think, always produce good players. You know, there's uh, franchise cricket again, you know, like franchise, you know, different people are putting money in and they want mm. to get the players, you know, emerging talent and uh, the data system they use and they're um, monitoring the players in domestic level. So that's really helped Pakistan cricket. It's the same as department cricket. It's doing the same thing. But, you know, having said that, because if you see, people will say, oh, uh, no, this is not right. But you, if you're talking about the quality cricket, yes, this system is good. But you have to have the layers underneath to back this system. System, otherwise, you know, you're talking about 120 players. That's it. 
where the rest of the population will go. So like an elite level, but nothing in between. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I just want, yes, that elite level is there, but there's a grassroots level, you know, under 19, under 10, or under 15, under 16. Mm-hmm. It's all, ha- ha- they can play the cricket as well, so. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I was curious because there's such big changes happening and I know you're pretty, you have some interesting ideas. So I was hoping uh, just to get, I was curious to get your ideas. So thank you. Um, getting to coaching uh, quickly, um, you know, something I've heard from journalists is that, you know, you have a very good relationship with players that you work with uh, and that's because you respect them. And importantly, you don't have the attitude of, in my day, we used to do this or that. Um, could you talk about this and your attitude towards coaching more generally? Look, definitely, you know, like I, uh, if I'm human, you know, I have to give respect to each and every individual, you know, like that's mm-hmm. my coaching philosophy is because you create environment in the dressing room where everyone is equal. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. you're senior or junior, you know, when you're in that dressing room, when you're wearing that badge, whether it's Islamabad, United or Surrey badge, so you all are same. Yes. Have you... Mm-hmm. Achieve something on the field, yes, it's always be with you. But inside the dressing room, when you're talking about the players, you're all the same, in my opinion. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's a senior player playing for Pakistan and junior coming to it. So you give respect to them. This is really important. So it's, for me, that's important. And the other thing is, you know, like, okay, I was a star, whatever, whatever I achieved, I've done it. So this yeah. is not my time. That's their time now. Because they are the superstar. They are, they are, they are playing for Pakistan, playing for Islamabad, playing for Surrey. They are the mm-hmm. guys who can go and take the club forward, moving forward. Mm-hmm. So my job is there. My role is to facilitate them with all the knowledge, all the data, and prepare them to go and perform. So that's, that's, that's what I, I, I feel as a yeah. coach, you know. And then you give them opportunity to go and express themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we always talk about, you know, like, okay, you go and express yourself in front <laughs> of 35,000 people, okay? But if I'm not allowing my player to express himself in front of me, how are you going to mm-hmm. go when the things are tough, under pressure, and he goes and perform in front of 35,000 people? Exactly. So that's that's my philosophy. Is, and, you know, you back them. You back them. Because you pick them, you know, like you as a coach, you pick them, you have those players, that's your product. So you have to back your product and sell your product in the same time, you know, like uh, and ask them to go and perform for you. Yeah. So you're saying, okay, oh, he, he's not good, this other guy is good. Huh. Why you have him in first place? Okay. So you got, you got everything in front of you. you you're going to pick A, B, or C, or X, Y, or Z. And then you pick A, B, or C, and then you're not believing in them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's beyond my my thinking. You know, you back them and you say, okay, these are the best players, and I I need to get some result from them. Mm-hmm. With it, how? It's it's the it's your challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and sticking to sort of culture and coaching, uh, you know, something I'm curious about is your view on the difference in today's culture when it comes to the attitudes towards coaching in Pakistan and the UK. You know, you've lived a long time in the UK, you've played there, you've coached there. Uh, I'm sure you're aware, but there's been a lot of criticism in the the UK about 
coaches these days uh, being you know friends with players but not really coaching them not giving them technical advice um and players not wanting technical advice uh from their coaches what are your views on uh that and also how that might change or differ in pakistan uh, i don't think so because i never come across anything like this to be honest in in uk environment mm-hmm. where the coaches uh the player doesn't want coach to be coached by him mm-hmm. you know like well, i never because i work with uh, very closely with these guys you know like I work with uh, Chris Jordan. He was going there, you know, mm-hmm. for IPL, and he came to me, and he said, "You know, we need to work on certain things. You know, mm-hmm. and we work on different things today and day off." And Sam Curran, you know, he's he's coming back from injury, and he said, "You know, tomorrow I'm not part of the team routine right now. I'm doing my own stuff. So can I ask you to come early tomorrow, and we can work on certain skills?" So <laughs> I don't think so. You know, like it's it's. Because it's it's just if you, if, for example, if I don't like any coach, you know, my relationship is not good with any coach. For example, so I I won't go to him and ask him, you know, oh, can you give me extra half an hour because I don't want to see him because it's, it's, it's <laughs> see if you had a good relationship, if you have understanding, if they think you know you're good for them, they will come and ask you. They will mm-hmm. come and ask you, and and you have to be very accessible to the players. Yeah. And uh, just a couple more questions. I know you have you have to leave. Um, you know, uh, Mickey Arthur. You coached. You know, you worked under Mickey Arthur. Um, uh, I'm wondering what your working relationship with him was as as his bowling coach. No, I had a great uh, relation with Mickey. Yes, uh, I, with the start when we start both start. You know, uh, getting to know each other is uh, always a teasing period. You know, whether you got married or you got uh, anything, you know, in life, you know, it's, it's always a tough one. So uh, we had the teasing period because myself and Mickey, we, got, we both have um, strong personalities and uh, we we both have uh, opinions. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, like uh, sometimes you have to, different of opinion is always good thing, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. everyone has a right to have their opinion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know. Sometimes maybe your opinion is not been considered as opinion mm-hmm. in 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 different ways. But you know, like everyone has the right to have opinion. And then towards the end, you know, like for uh, after six months, you know, we understand each other really well, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a great relationship. And I think uh, Mickey definitely one of the, your question was it definitely have impact on Pakistan cricket. I think. He had a major impact on Babar Azam's career. That's true, yeah. To be honest, uh, I think uh, where is credit given, you have to give credit. And, you know, if you see those, uh, what we are trying to do in that period of time, you know, like uh, from 2016 till 2019, if you see that the team who played recently in World Cup, which beat India, mm-hmm. it's the same team, 12 of players, were involved whether in Champions Trophy or 2019 World Cup. So they're Absolutely. the same team who went and beat India and doing really well. Because what happened now, because with this, I understand you, this is the second question about Seklan yeah. and the management, you know, uh, you're talking about, uh, because these are the same players and, you know, given uh, authority to the captain and captain is the one guy who lead the team and we mm-hmm. always said that he has to be a leader mm-hmm. and 
क्रिकेट बोर्ड रमीज राजा ओ सकलैन अल्लाह बाबर आजम टू मेक दिस ऑन डिसीजन विद विद गुड टीम व्हिच ही वाज इन्वॉल्व फॉर लास्ट आई थिंक 5 6 ईयर सेम पीपल अराउंड हिम एंड अलाउ हिम टू गो एंड एक्सप्रेस देमसेल्फ आई थिंक दैट्स द रीजन एंड सेकी has given definitely given these guys a full authority yes his work ethic is really good he understand yeah. the game really well yeah. and he has a uh, i think phenomenal brain regarding yeah. cricket and you know uh, tactical wise technical wise he understand and he he knows how to empower players which mm-hmm. is really really important and just one final question if Saklan asked you to be his bowling coach. Um you know you both played for Pakistan together you both played in Surrey together. Um would you take that up? Uh yes I will take that to be honest. Uh, it's not because Saki will say to me I'm always available for for Pakistan and uh, yes Saki is good friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just had a chat with him the actually the other day. He oh, really? called me doing that. Yeah. and because mohammad yusuf one of the other guy was our our uh, mates and we had good time together and he said you know uh, yusuf told me you apply for this pakistan role mm-hmm. i said yes and he said you never told me i said you know, you you the boss now <laughs> so i don't <laughs> so because you know like in uh, pakistan you know like that's that's their thinking that's their way if they want to go with i think my heart because before I heard you know like I was in in there and they were talking to Kalanda he's a That's good friend right, of yeah. mine so yeah. well, he was they were talking to him so I thought okay if they they make their decision you know like if they make their decision then no point doing that yeah. so I can I can move on and I can do my own things you know like I got I got Sare job as well as uh, been offered to head coach uh, Afghanistan as well so oh, wow. you know I okay could, I didn't know that Yeah so I've been been asked the day I I committed to Sare and the they they asked me to come and do the head coach role for that <laughs> so I said you know like I, I'm just committed so so uh, yeah so for example you know like I, I'm I'm a professional you know I just want to give mm-hmm. back cricket what I have in life because of cricket so and um, yeah um, if if they have someone else uh, to do the job for them i'm i'm happy for them and you know like anytime you know saki asks me or if pakistan need me i'm always there for them as long as i've finished my contract i'm finished my commitments <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for the caveat and uh, you know as a pakistani fan and i think i speak for many pakistani fans that you know we would love to have you back as the bowling coach and i think you and saklan are two of the most thoughtful you know former cricketers and also people you know you're good with people as well so i think you know for me it would be the dream team to have you and uh, saklan together but no no anyway, it's, it's it's always always good always good to you know uh, work for country and all these things but you know like if you see the social media social media always bash me you know like uh, i think <laughs> but it's it's fine that's 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 pakistani social media and sitting keyboard warriors they they have their own opinion as, as i said everyone has their own opinion maybe it's right, right or wrong it's up to them <laughs> everyone has the right to do that well thank you so much azhar it was it was a pleasure i i really appreciate it thank you very much take care. take care thank you
So I'm pleased to welcome Jonathan Norman, Talk Sports cricket editor and the presenter of the Following On Pod Cricket podcast. Um, I've been a huge fan of his for a while, so I'm really pleased to get a chance to interview him here. Um, how are you doing, Jonathan? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. And uh, cheers for the invite. Always happy to talk about uh, cricket. So, uh, and especially Surrey cricket. <laughs> and, and in fairness, Pakistani cricket when it comes to Surrey as well, because you won't know this, but my favourite overseas cricketer Surrey have ever had was Wakar Yunus. So let's go for it. Yeah, that's it's funny you say that. That's that was going to be one of my questions. Uh, um, you know, and I was going to mention the fact that you're a big Surrey fan. So you've already like sort of um, uh, previewed some of some of what, the questions that I was going to ask you. Um, so you're not only a cricket journalist, you're also a huge fan of Surrey. Uh, I've heard that in the podcast that I've heard over the years. It, it comes up randomly, I think. Um, could you talk a little bit about your earliest memories of watching cricket uh, at the Oval? When was it and who was in the team at the time? I think you've maybe hinted at a little bit what, what era this is. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm giving away my age a little bit, but um, I've actually been going to see Surrey for the best part of, well, 35 years or so now. Mm-hmm. And and if it was up to me, it would have been longer. Um, so my dad, like a lot of people, you know, it was my dad that first introduced me to going to see Surrey, but mm-hmm. he didn't take me until I was eight. And the reason for that was that he took me to see Fulham um, play football when I was four. And uh-huh. I was just way too young for it, he said, and it kind of put him off. So um, by the time he actually took me to see Surrey, I'd been begging him for a couple of years. <laughs> um, and he finally relented and he took me along. And I think the first game I ever saw, although I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was Surrey against the touring Sri Lankan side. Oh. Um, and this was at a time before the OCS stand had been built, mm-hmm. um, all the conferencing side of the Oval. Mm-hmm. So... It was a, a lot more ramshackle, basically. The pavilion, the actual pavilion was pretty much uh, where it was and as is now, but the rest of the ground, um, almost unrecognisable, really. Uh, so I'd say the first team that I was supported or was interested in had the likes of Jeff Howarth, who was the uh, New Zealand skipper. I think it was Rick, Roger Knight was the captain. Alex Stewart, who was my favourite player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just started playing. Um, then there was Monty Lynch um, but really the team that my first real Surrey team that I suppose I really identified was in the 90s and that okay. was when they were just blessed with you know they they had essentially filled 11 internationals and have a couple on the bench absolutely you know? they'd have the Bicknell brothers opening up Alex Stewart and uh, Alex Stewart and Graham Thorpe Mark Butcher Mm-hmm. Um, would be in the uh, in the batting. You'd have the Hollyoke brothers as well. Yeah. Um, then you'd have uh, the Bicknell. Uh, as I said, Martin Bicknell will be coming in at number eight or so. Sir Clay Mushtak was uh, in the side. And before him, of course, Wako Yunus. When Surrey actually weren't as successful, Wako Yunus was playing. After Yunus's time, that's when Surrey started winning everything. That was towards the end of the 90s. Uh-huh. So yeah, there was uh, Alex Tudor, of course. That's right. Um, yeah. Even people like Ian Salisbury, you know, mm-hmm. um, he was playing for Surrey and England at the same time. And really, it was it was completely different to how Surrey had been in the eighties, where you and of course you had Ali Brown as well. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really one day player, and still holds a record for the fastest uh, fastest two hundred in a list A game, I think. Um, oh wow! So you know, you had so many amazing players. 
Mm-hmm. Joey Benjamin was just a little bit before then. He was a brilliant fast bowler. So, yeah, it was a star-studded team. Before that, the only players that made it to England level were Pat, Pat Pocock. He got a you know a few. He was recalled in the eighties. Monty Lynch got a couple of games. That was about it. But then come the nineties, and then everyone was playing for Surrey in England. So, so yeah. yeah, that's interesting. You say that. I was actually kind of curious. Uh, I didn't put it in the initial draft of the questions, but I was actually kind of curious when Surrey became you know, the biggest team in county cricket. Because for me growing up, 90s, when they were all, I, I remember watching when they were already the top team. And, you know, yeah. that has sort of remained um, the case. Even if they don't win, they're always, you know, one of the highest. They always have a talented squad. They always have, they're always able to take a lot of the best players from other teams, etc. So I'm kind of curious. So it wasn't the case in the 80s. This this became no. the case from the 90s onwards. No, I mean, Surrey hadn't really been. So Surrey, I think, once something like eight titles in nine years during the 50s, I think. And then, but during the 80s, you know, Essex with Keith Fletcher, um, then Middlesex, they were the, they were the dominant teams. Um, and then Warwickshire, you know, with mm, uh, Brian Lara, you know, under Dermot Reeve. Um, they were very, very strong sides. So it was until the end of the 90s that everything seemed to click for Surrey. And then they went on a, like a four or five year period where they won it. They won everything. Yeah. You know, Adam Hollyoake was an amazing captain. Yeah. Um, and then it died off again, you know, and it was only in 2018 again that they won uh, the county championship for the first time in about 15 years, I think. So in my lifetime, that was the only real concert, con- concerted period of success for Surrey from mm. about 97 to about 2003. They won the first T20 uh, blast as well, whatever it's called back then. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're they're, traditionally they're one of the two big counties alongside Yorkshire. Mm -hmm. But actually, in terms of success, um, you know, it's been in most of my lifetime, apart from that really little period, Mm -hmm. they've been a little bit hit or miss. Interesting. Yeah, I think I just remember all these talented players that I I probably didn't focus as much on the who was winning rather than the squads. Um, So, you know, you've already mentioned Wakar Yunus and Saklen Mushtaq, uh, you know, one of the major reasons I wanted to speak to you was because uh, growing up as a Pakistani cricket fan, Surrey seemed to be the county for Pakistani cricketers. Um, this is partly because my brother moved to London and was a fan of Surrey at the time that you were talking about with Wakar. So that's also one of the reasons. You know, you had guys like Wakar Yunus, Azhar Mahmood, Saklen Mushtaq. Um, and then going back earlier, Intikhab Alam, I think, you know, was a Surrey legend as well. Um, uh, so for me, there's a clear link between Pakistan and Surrey. Um, did you feel similarly as a Surrey fan growing up in the UK? Well, I did actually, because um, so growing up, none of my mates liked cricket. Um, and it was only when I went to sixth form that a guy uh, joined my school. Um, so I'll give you an example. So we didn't mm-hmm. play any cricket at all at my school. And then one day the PE teacher came up to me and said, I've, I've arranged a game, you're going to play. And basically, the team we cobbled together was me, and the rest of the team were Asian. Uh-huh. I was I was the only white guy in the entire team who were going to yeah. play. And in the end, he couldn't even get enough players anyway. <laughs> so cricket was just not on the radar at the school I was at. And then this kid came to our school when I was 16. And uh, he was from, he, I don't know, I still to this day don't quite know. I think basically his parents wanted to toughen him up. Um, he was living in Brixton, so he didn't really need toughening up. But essentially, they moved him from public school to my school. Uh-huh. His name was Wakar, Wakar <laughs> Siraj, and he's still my mate now. And I, I saw him at the Oval last summer, actually. We're going, oh, wow. he, he loves his cricket, and he was, he was a 
brilliant. He was a really good cricketer as well. Opening bat and a very good one as well. I mean, he could turn his arm over, but he was a batsman. Uh, quite a stylish one. He'd love hearing this, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> so he joins. This is about 90, 91, I guess, 92. And this is mm-hmm. at the time Wako Yunus is playing for, for Surrey. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he loved his cricket. His name's Wakar. And so, <laughs> you know, what else are we going to talk about? So, um, so yeah, I think for me, I've always had an affiliation with Pakistan as a cricketing country over um, any of the other subcontinent teams. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's a huge rivalry in cricket, isn't there? So you're never yeah. going to support Australia. You're never going to support South <laughs> Africa. We all, we all quite like West Indies. But yeah. when it comes to subcontinent teams, Pakistan's always been uh, a team that, I've always kind of rooted for. Mm-hmm. And possibly it's because of the likes of Saklane, Mushtaq and Azam Mahmood and Wako Yunus, who was my favourite overseas cricketer. He's one of my, in my all-time Surrey eleven. Wako Yunus is, you know, probably the second name in there, or maybe third name after Alex Stewart and Graham Thorpe. You know, he is, he is in the side. Mm-hmm. The other thing of, is that my dad was, was born in, uh, he was born in India. But he actually okay. lived in what was what is now Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. So, but it was I think it was East Pakistan, or it made. When did it? When did it go from East Pakistan to Bangladesh? Seventy one, nineteen seventy one. Right. So he lived in East Pakistan. Okay. Uh, wow. Until he was seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you know, and growing up in South London, you get, you know. You get a huge Pakistani population. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a lot of Pakistani friends in my class, British Pakistani friends in my class. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've, I've always loved the style of cricket. Um, the fast bowlers, you know, Imran Khan, of course, was such a huge, fi- huge uh, figure in cricket in the 80s. And then, of course, mm-hmm. I still remember to this day where I was when Pakistan beat England in the World Cup final. You know, I'm sorry. Well, not really, but yeah, I I, I can imagine. I'm sorry, that's <laughs> I believe you. Cool. How you? <laughs> um, you've kind of mentioned the the greatest eleven because I've been I was going through. Oh, what is Surrey's greatest eleven to see how many Pakistanis made? And I realized there's so many, right? Like every fan probably has its own. I'm sure Surrey probably have like loads of like you know quizzes or sort of like they put it out on the social media to say what is your favorite 11 so i'm curious what is yours what would be your 11 uh, off my, the top my, of your head my all-time surrey 11 uh, that's i do know what i've never ever been asked that question <laughs> um wow that's a really interesting question who would well you have to move people around a little bit because there's just mm-hmm. many good players yeah so you'd have to push stewart up to opening mm-hmm. so it'd be darren darren bicknell uh, Alex Stewart opening, Mark Butcher at three, yeah, Graham Thorpe at four, wow, um, Ali Brown at five, mm-hmm. then you've got Adam Hollyoak at six, um, oh, you've got Jack Richards, or maybe Stewart, maybe Stewart's going to keep and open just to, otherwise Jack Richards is going to be in there at seven, um. <laughs> Then You're going to get a lot of people complaining, going, how you can't have Stuart open and keep. I know, I know. It's, 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 but it's my team, so. Uh, <laughs> so let's get Bicknell. Martin Bicknell will be in at, at seven. And then you've got to have, um, well, Wacko Yunus and Sir Clay Mushtak are both in there. Hell yeah. So, uh, where am I? Eight, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eight, nine. So Wacko, uh, 
Yeah, Seclain and Waka are in there. And then who else? I mean, Tudes would kill me if I don't name him. Yeah, he's your colleague as well, right? He's uh, often in the studio, so. <laughs> we, you know, it, sorry I've had some, some top-notch bowlers. Out. I mean, Bats, I should pre- probably put Bats in there as well, but I, I can't. He won't. <laughs> so bats isn't in there. Who are the last two? I mean, Joey Benjamin, he was brilliant. I mean, an opening, a new ball opening partnership of Joey Benjamin and Waka Yunus with Martin Bicknell at first change and then Saclane. Wow. With yeah. Adam Holly able to bowl, uh, bowl a few overs as well. You know, that, yeah. that's pretty, that's something pretty special. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's 10 or 11, but... I think that's... Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good start anyway. I, I put you on the spot. I, that wasn't in the original draft, so... Yeah, I'll, if it's 10, get Jack Richards. Uh, uh, yeah, Jack Richards in there. But if it's uh, 11, then Stuart can keep wicket and open and captain the side. Wow. <laughs> Your favourite player, indeed. <laughs> um, you know, you're you're a huge fan of Alex Stewart, Um you know, you've said that yourself. Uh, you're probably the biggest fan of Alex Stewart around. What was it about him? You know, th- th- he was such a wonderful player, but I'm, I'm curious what attracted you to him as a kid. Well, there was a few things, really. But the main thing is that I suppose it was a 1989-1990 tour of the West Indies, mm-hmm. which is the one that I remember following more closely than any other overseas tour i can't really mm-hmm. remember for i mean there was snap there were bits here and there but in terms of really religiously listening to it all and stewart made his debut in that series and it was a very famous series that's still talked about now um stewart and alex stewart and nasa hussein both made their debuts for england in the same match wow, and they I both scored the same score they both scored 13 but essentially england were going to the west indies you know it was the first game was actually at the start of the 90s. It was in January 1990, although it was an 89-90 tour. But throughout the 80s, West Indies had absolutely destroyed England at every turn, right? Blackwash, mm-hmm. blackwash, blackwash, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So England were given no chance whatsoever. But they went to the West Indies. Graham Gooch was the captain. And they won the first test. And, it, and I still remember it to this day. Devon Malcolm, basically, with a bullet throw from the boundary, Ran out Haynes or Greenwich. It wasn't direct, but it was. But West Indies were like 101 for one, and then they just collapsed. And I remember the disbelief yeah. listening to this radio commentary. Anyway, England went on to win that match. They should have won the second test or the third test. There was a washout, mm-hmm. but the West Indies cheated. Basically, they just time wasted so much <laughs> that England couldn't get the runs they needed. But England should have won that. They should have gone two 0 up, and then Graham Gooch broke his finger or his thumb. Alan Lamb captain for the last two tests and the West Indies uh, rolled England over. But such was the surprise England had gone 1-0 up. That game was actually talked about in Parliament. Wow. So it was a, it was a massive deal. Huh. Anyway, Alex Stewart was the first Surrey player to, outside of Monty Lynch with a couple of games, Pat Pocock with a couple, mm-hmm. to really get a run in the tide. Mm-hmm. And I love the way he played cricket. You know, he played attacking cricket. You know, he was really strong on the drive, really strong on the pull. He loved, he was at his best against fast bowling. Yeah. And he liked to dominate. You know, he wore the white helmet as well, which as a teenager I I liked. And there was just something about him. He was quite a classy individual. 
mm-hmm. that meant that I, you know, I was just like, this is the guy. Yeah. So he was the first. You know, if he hadn't been the first, then maybe I would have a passion for Graham Thorpe or Butcher or I don't know, because mm-hmm. he led and then suddenly the whole team, you know, you'd have three or four Surrey players in the English side for a while. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was the reason. But, you know, I've met Stewie a number of times since and he's such a good bloke. But mm-hmm. what amused me was that essentially it seemed from the outside that he was everything I wasn't. So I loved him as a player, but at the end of the day, he's a staunch Tory. Is you know, he? I did not know that. Conservative. He supports Chelsea. Oh, wow. So that's two massive no's in my book. Yeah. You're full, yeah. The stories about Stuart was that he would go to India and he would eat one chicken breast, like plain chicken breast and broccoli. <laughs> every day for like two months or something and again i was like what <laughs> how can you go how what so you know there was stuff about him i could oh yeah and he's a royalist as well he's a, he's a oh my really god like a monarch, a huge you shouldn't monarch. have told me that i love alex stewart as a player i've never met him and i was like you shouldn't tell me any of this well, stuff like <laughs> so i was like but then i met him and he's he's just a great guy so so there you go yeah yeah, when I think of Stuart, I think of that sort of like pull off the hip, yeah, and like you Absolutely. know with one leg up, and then of course yeah. his cut, his cuts were amazing. It was when I think of Stuart, I think almost Brian Lara esque, but Lara would, you know, smash the ball square of the wicket, whereas Stuart would be, you know, more mid wicket, and Lara would be more square leg. But they're both the, the the shot that comes to mind is a pull. Yeah, one on on one foot, on one leg. Yes, absolutely. Now, I told you I spoke to Azar Mahmood briefly. It was a very yeah. brief interview a few weeks ago about coaching. And uh, I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about him. Uh, he played in England for so long and, you know, sadly didn't play as much uh, as he should have for the Pakistan team, in my view. Um, what did Pakistani fans miss out on? I remember him being, uh, you know, an amazing player for Surrey uh, and then later for Kent as well. And, you know, unlike today where, you know, Pakistani fans can go online and watch uh, Pakistani players playing in county cricket at the time, you know, it was unless you were in the UK watching it live, it's very hard to get, you know, um, to watch county cricket. Well, I think that they have missed out on, you know, you always talk about players that make things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was one of those players. I think that you um, underestimated him at your own peril uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the opposition. Um so I think that essentially Pakistan probably missed out on a, a really consistent performer, mm-hmm. you know, who, one who would have done it week in, week out, mm-hmm. who could nail the big moments in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was, his all-round skills were there for all to see on a consistent basis for the best part of 15 years. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe Pakistan were duped into thinking all their all-rounders needed to look like Imran Khan, essentially. You know? <laughs> yeah. When they don't, there was only one Imran Khan, and, uh, and and maybe that was a problem. You know, in England, forevermore after Ian Botham, it was always the next Ian Botham. Do you know what mm-hmm, I mean? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you're standing up alongside that, then it's you you you've lost before you started. Do you know what I mean? Uh, England have churned through so many all rounders, or certainly did through a period. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think the other thing that people will look Pakistan cricket fans would have missed out on is the fact that he. Azam Mahmood loves cricket. You know, he's a student of the game. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, so it wouldn't just be his own performance he'd bring. He'd actually bring the best out of his teammates as well. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that 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 is another area that they that that you missed out on. Really, he would have mm-hmm. he would have been a, a brilliant team man as well as being able to to conjure up consistent individual you know scores mm-hmm. or bowling spells. So yeah, it's probably it. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think that in the '99 World Cup, I think the issue was that like people felt that there was a choice between either him or Razak, and they were both brilliant and. They could play together. 99 World Cup was seen as captain and they were both playing and they were both excellent. And even if, you know, maybe you have to pick one or the other, I don't understand why he wasn't in the squad oftentimes. He, and, you know, with Pakistani selections, it didn't make sense. He would get picked. He wouldn't play a game. Pakistan would maybe lose a series and he'd be dropped for the next series without playing a game, you know, without any fault of his own. It just didn't make any sense. Um, you know, as you know, he is currently Surrey's interim bowling coach and was uh, Pakistan bowling coach under Mickey Arthur in 20, uh, until 2019. Um, however, I believe Azar began his coaching career as a player coach in the T20s in 2016 after convincing your your favorite Alex Stewart that it would be the best way to uh, help the young Surrey team at the time. Um, it seems like his expertise in coaching are really highly rated uh, you know, by Stewart uh, and by people at Surrey. Um, what have you heard about his coaching acumen from people at Surrey and uh, perhaps from people like Alec and the players? Well, basically, I've heard that his, his knowledge is second to none. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I actually, I went to someone very high up at Surrey and asked that exact question, right? This is what they said. He is very knowledgeable with technique. He wants to help and he's there and, and be there uh, with all the bowlers as well as the batsmen. So he is mm-hmm. drilled into, you know, essentially as a, as a bowling coach, as a batting coach as well. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about technique mm-hmm. um, as well as tactics. His knowledge of skill is second to none. So that when you consider, you know, I can't say who said this to me, but mm-hmm. when you consider their players at Surrey that have been mm-hmm. around Surrey for the last 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, he's, that's his, his knowledge of skill is second to none. He says he keeps the process very simple and he has some great drills, which the boys love. And he's good at keeping everything fresh and current. So I'd wow. say that's that's as good as it gets, really. That's awesome, and thank you for uh, you know getting that. I wasn't expecting that. That's you know not official, but you know, oh, well, through the sorry channels, yeah, yeah, without yeah. anonymously. That's awesome. It, it gives you an idea of just how highly he's thought of. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he's going to become you know our bowling coach in the future again. If not head coach, maybe down the line once he's got more experience. But in the meantime, I'm happy for him to have this great job at Surrey, which is seems like his second home. So Yeah, for sure. Um, now, before I let you leave, I just wanted to ask you a couple of quick questions about Surrey and county cricket. Uh, firstly, how do you think Surrey will go this year? And who are some of the young players t- uh, to look out for? Well, look, we've had a good start. We've just been in Hampshire, who um, were many people's picks for, you know, the title. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting one because, of course, um, players like Rory Burns and Ollie Pope have uh, have come back into the side because they're not they're not being selected by England. That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A huge incentive for them mm-hmm. um, to get back into the England side. And with the, the season being as it is, it's all county cricket now until the end of May. Mm-hmm. So that's six. I think there's six games. So you know, to, we've played two, still got another four. So um, you know that's that's huge. The fact that Sam Curran is coming back, he's playing second eleven cricket this week. You know these are three England regulars that are going to be 
or could be playing um, regularly for Surrey for the next six matches. So mm-hmm. that bodes incredibly well. Ben Folks as well, another one with a point to prove after a disappointing tour of the Caribbean. And he started exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hashim Amler at three. I mean, wow, yeah. you know, this that's a this starting to sound a bit ridiculous, really. <laughs> um, in terms of the new players coming through, so Ryan Patel is opening at the moment alongside okay. uh, Rory Burns, and is he's basically looking the the part. He played one shot uh, against Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, which was absolutely ridiculous. It's like a front foot drive, really on the up pass mid on mid off for four, which was just like it took your breath away. Wow. Uh, and so he was at, <coughs> he came through the ranks with Sam Curran, Amir Verdi, uh, and Tom Curran uh, and Ollie Pope. So, you know, there's a, there's a, there's talent there. And then mm-hmm. with the ball, sadly for Surrey, Kamar Roach, um, his spells come to an end. He picked up. Yeah, I saw that. But then that was an opportunity for Jamie Overton, who suddenly has been talked about for England now after what was a very tough start to his career at Surrey last, last year. Mm-hmm. But, was absolutely brilliant uh, against Hampshire. Um, Reese Topley as well. You know he's there or thereabouts. He played mm-hmm. in the first match. Uh, took a ball. Took a wicket with his first ball of the summer. Actually bowling Dom Sibley, and then of course Surrey have got Dan Moriarty and Amir Verdi on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor and Clark took a lot of wickets uh, this weekend. So, so yeah, there's, uh, there's there's plenty going on. I'm I'm not going to start saying we're going to win it though. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Okay. I I haven't I hadn't heard of uh, Ryan Patel, so I'll I'll look up for him. Uh, he sounds like a fascinating player. Um, and finally, what do you make of the discussion surrounding whether you know the county championship is affecting the England team negatively? Uh, there's been a lot of talk about how red ball cricket isn't being prioritized, um, and whether the structure itself isn't competitive enough. We have this, we had similar conversations in Pakistan and then they decided to completely radically restructure domestic cricket overnight. Um, I know Rob Key has just been announced as head of cricket. Um, I'm curious what your take on all these conversations and maybe Rob Key coming in is. Well, I'd be very interested to see how Rob goes. Uh, I know him and uh, not brilliantly well, but I've worked with him uh, on occasion. Mm-hmm. Look, Rob Key should have played 50 tests for England. You know, mm-hmm. And he played 15, I think. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he goes about things because, you know, he was his own person as a player and I think he's pretty much his own person now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see if his own experiences affect how he goes about things. He's, but he's got a huge task ahead of him. In terms of the uh, the county game and its relationship with the test team, you know, where do you want to start? You've got a schedule that's just got too much cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, these all have to be... All this cricket has to be played at the same grounds. You know, look how much cricket Edgbaston is going to be hosting, for instance, mm-hmm. July. And the groundsmen have somehow got to prepare the pitches so they're perfect for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the county game is played during April and May, where all the best players in the world, well, a lot of the best players in the world are playing in the IPL. So the mm-hmm. standard drops in the county game. Good point, yeah. And... Um, and essentially, it's not a time of the year where spin is particularly prevalent, and all England's fast bowlers seem to have injuries. So, there's, <laughs> but I don't think in my lifetime it's ever been in a position where you've gone, "Yep, that's all fine." Um, mm-hmm. 
and and I doubt I, I ever will. So, you know, I'm just aware of the problems, but I wouldn't pretend to know what the solutions are. Well, thank you so much uh, for giving me so much of your time, Jonathan. I, I really appreciate it. I know you're super busy and uh, there's a lot going on at TalkSport when it comes to cricket. So um, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No worries, man. Anytime. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Before I finish, I just want to say thank you to Dekobe for letting me use his music. You can donate to my Patreon page if you would like to help me in continuing to do these podcasts. Links with information about the guests, the music, and the Patreon page can be found in the podcast description. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.